We are talking about uh, transformation. We've been studying the book of Romans for the last year or so. We've taken a couple of detours. And two weeks ago, we started back in Romans chapter 12, and we began talking about transformation, and we're calling this message series Transformers, and here's our theme. It's up on the screen for you. I've had you say it every week. I hope it's getting into your brain. Uh, We're saying this, I've been transformed by love. Now I transform the world with love. I'm a transformer. Thanks for whoever joined me in that. Um, it's up on the screen now. Do you want to say it with me? Come on, say it real loud. I've been transformed by love. Now I transform the world with love. I'm a transformer. So we're talking, as we finish out the book of Romans, we're talking about how we can become transforming agents in the world. And last week, I gave you a big idea that I hope you've been mulling over in your brain. The big idea is this. Connect Church is healthiest when every connector is using their gifts in ministry. Connect Church is healthiest when every connector is using their gifts in ministry. Yes, I forgot to mention, there are notes up here on the sides of the stage. There's also some back at the Welcome Center. So if you need notes this morning, feel free to jump up and grab them. We want you to uh, remember everything you learned this morning. So those are there for you. Connect Church is healthiest when every connector is using their gifts in ministry. Last week I asked you to join a ministry team for all of you that aren't yet in the ministry team and our leaders were standing around the edges of the room at the end and we saw many, many people signing up. I think we had about a dozen or maybe 15 people who signed up. We still need lots more people to use their gifts in ministry. And like Michael Jr. was saying in that video, uh, you might be sitting there in your chair and you've got gifts and talents that we don't even know about And I hope that you'll step forward at the end of today's message and consider joining a a ministry team. It's really, really important. We're going to be talking today as we finish out this section in Romans chapter 12, we're going to be talking about uh, ministry gifts and how they function. And you've probably had experiences like I have in which you have seen people work really well in their gifts and their motivations and, and, and the way that God has used them. And, and Chris and I had a hilarious experience a couple of years ago that I've never talked about here, but it, it just came to my mind this morning when I was getting ready for my message because it illustrates how, how people work best in their giftedness. Two years ago, uh, in the spring, Chris and I went to Connecticut, and I was invited to perform a wedding at a, at a boy that we've adopted into our family. We call him our son. His name is Adam. And here's, here's a picture of some of us that were there. Adam and his then new wife, Alicia, are there in the middle. And then uh, the, the boy on the far left, his name is Moyad, and he's another one of our adopted sons, and his wife, Trenna, and then another friend of ours on the right. And uh, the, the six of us, except for Adam, were all going through the venue that the wedding was at. It was at an old farmhouse and, and this estate in Connecticut. And Adam was hanging lights up in the tent that they were going to have the reception in. But the, the rest of us were, were going through this farmhouse, just this beautiful old, old estate in Connecticut. And we got up to the top floor of this farmhouse. It was the third story. And this was where the owner had set up an exercise room. And Alicia, who was the bride, was showing us around. And, and, uh, 
and and we got up to that top floor and and we just sat on beanbag chairs and and exercise equipment and we started uh, just visiting about different things and while we were visiting alicia's 12 year old uh sister climbed on a treadmill and she turned the speed up too high have you ever seen somebody do this Okay, you know how that is. And, and this is a 12-year-old girl. She's bored because we're talking about adult things. And she climbs on this treadmill, turns it up too high, and she's holding on to the handle. And all of a sudden, her feet just go flying behind her. And that, that you know, conveyor belt is just going around and around and around. And here's poor little Bianca just hanging on, and her legs are just banging on that conveyor belt like this. And all of us are sitting there staring at her. And for some reason, we were all just paralyzed. Okay, And when we started talking about it afterwards, we started talking about what was going through, through our minds. And, and I remember looking at Bianca, flopping on that treadmill, thinking somebody needs to help her. Because <laughs> I'm a leader and I tell other people what to do. And Chris, who for her job, she works with a lot of medical equipment and she's always you know, pushing buttons and stuff. She looks at the treadmill and she thinks, I wonder how I, I can turn that thing off. And, and that's, that's just where her mind went. Moyad is a nurse, and so Moyad looked at her and he thought, boy, she's going to need some medical help after she gets her skin knees off that treadmill. But he didn't move to help her. Alicia, who's the bride, and she's also a professional photographer, she jumps up and she thinks it's so funny that her sister is being flopped around on that thing. She pulls out her iPhone and starts taking pictures. And Trenna who's a mom, finally jumps up and helps Bianca off the treadmill. And, and we started, after it was all over, we just laughed and laughed and laughed because all of us were just sitting there thinking uh, according to our abilities, you know, what, what we could contribute to solve the problem. And it's a great illustration for how people's gifts operate in the church because we are healthiest when everybody is using their gifts well for ministry in the church. And so if Connect Church is really going to be everything that God designed it to be, it, it is so important that each of us is contributing our giftedness to make the church great. And so this morning, as we finish out this section of Romans chapter 12, I hope you will be thinking as we walk through these verses, what are my gifts? What are my skills? What am I really good at? And how can I bless other people in the Connect Church family? All right? If you've got your Bibles with you, turn with me to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at some verses that we read last week, and we're going to unpack the rest of this stuff that we just scratched the surface on last week. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to start reading in uh, verse 6. All right? Uh, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. You might have something different that you're reading from, and that's fine. Here we go. This is what we read. In verse 6, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. And if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. 
Now this morning, I want to give you definitions for each one of those gifts, and I want to describe to you how those gifts function here at Connect Church, and then we're going to end today uh, with just sharing a few more of the needs that we have on our ministry team and, and giving you an opportunity to step forward. But uh, let's talk about what each of these gifts is, and let's start with the gift of prophecy, which is the first one that Paul identifies here in Romans chapter 12. Uh, here's a definition that you can write down in your notes. The gift of prophecy is the ability to perceive and proclaim truth. It's the ability to perceive and proclaim truth. Now, this is, a, this is a spiritual gift that sometimes people are a little uncomfortable with, okay? Because a lot of times we think of prophecy as being a gift that tells the future, all right? But let me share something with you, that from a biblical perspective, the gift of prophecy is more a gift of forth-telling than it is foretelling. That's not in your notes, but that's a really good thing for you to write down. It's a gift of forth-telling more than it is foretelling. Now, in the Bible, there's lots of prophets that, that, that prophesied future events, and there's still things in the book of Revelation and elsewhere in Scripture that have not come true yet. We're still waiting for those prophecies to be fulfilled. But many times, if you study the prophets in the Bible, what they are doing is proclaiming truth actually more than they are telling the future. And that gift is still working for us here in the 21st century. We still need people to function well in the gift of prophecy. Let me share with you uh, a, a story about somebody who exercises this gift well here in our Connect Church family. And I'll just warn all of you, I'm going to embarrass some of you by bragging on you a little bit this morning. But I want to start with Linda Dykstra. She's the leader of our prayer team. And uh, the last few months, the Lord has just burdened her spirit with the urgency that Connect Church becomes a house of prayer. And every time we meet together and she's talking about prayer ministry, this, she, she just says the same thing over and over and over. We are praying that Connect Church becomes a house of prayer. I've been hearing her because she says it so often. And I believe that she has this urgency that's really coming from the Holy Spirit. That, that Connect Church is being called to a deeper and more vibrant life of prayer. A couple of weeks ago, we had date night with Russ and Chris, and we want, went and saw that movie, War Room. Many of you were with us. Many of you have seen it uh, at, at other times. And I came out of that movie feeling like that movie was a prophetic movie calling Christians to a deeper and more significant life of prayer. This is how the gift of prophecy works. It's uh, perceiving truth from God, and then it's proclaiming truth from God. And what Linda and others are perceiving is that God's will for us as Christians is to become people of prayer. That's God's heart for our church and probably God's heart for many, many churches. And, and that's a, a great way that prophecy works. Now, I want to encourage you, if you feel that maybe you have the gift of prophecy and you're one of these people that perceives, uh, that perceives truth and you want to share it with people, uh, there's good ways to do it and there's bad ways to do it. 
One of the things I've noticed over the years is that there are people from time to time who, who see things in black and white. There's no gray area. There's no compromise. It's just right or it's wrong. It's all black. It's all white. How many of you are like that? Okay. How many of your spouses are like that? Okay. More hands for the spouses, right? Um, you might have this gift. You perceive God's truth and you want to proclaim it, right? I was talking with uh, one of our teaching team guys from Great Falls this week, and we were talking about uh, the gift of prophecy. His name is Lucas, and I'm getting to know Lucas better and better, and he's a black and white guy. You know, everything is just, it's all or nothing with Lucas. And I said to him, you know, Lucas, I, I perceive that you are probably gifted by God in this area of prophecy. And he said, well, it's funny that you say that because I was talking to a friend of mine this week and, uh, and he said to me, you're like a prophet because everything you say comes true. And he said, it made me uncomfortable. So I said to him, no, I'm just repeating what God says. And I said, well, Lucas, that's the gift of prophecy, right? <laughs> and, and so this might be something that God is moving on your heart to function in the church. And we need people who keep us true to God's word and proclaim God's word. But here's, here's what's important for people who have the gift of prophecy. It needs to be used with a healthy dose of humility. Healthy dose of humility. Because sometimes I've, I've known people who, who have this spiritual gift and, and sometimes they speak like they're the mouthpiece of God, right? And, and it's thus saith the Lord and, uh, and, and here's what God is saying to you. And, and what do nine-tenths of us do? We just turn them off, right? Just turn the dial down. Okay, so this is, this is a spiritual gift that from time to time God uses me in, and here's how I like to use it. I usually say, I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to share this with you. And sometimes I'll even say, I could be wrong. Might not be the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's last night's pizza. I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm really feeling like God wants me to share this with you. Study the scriptures. Pray about it. Ask for confirmation from your friends. But I, I feel like God wants me to say this to you. That's a humble approach, and, and it helps people receive a little bit better. So that's the gift of prophecy. Let's move on to the next one. The second gift that Paul lists in, in uh, Romans 12 is the gift of service. The gift of service. And here's definition that you can write down. The gift of service is the ability to provide aid and to help in accomplishing tasks. Okay. The, the ability to provide aid and to help in accomplishing tasks. Unlike the gift of prophecy, people who have the gift of service, they like to be behind the scenes. These are people that just like to come alongside. A lot of times they're the people that like to be team members instead of team leaders. And they just like doing things that help. Uh, one of the guys that has been helping me a lot is uh, Jeff Nichols. He's new to Connect Church. He and his wife, Jeff and Julie, have come to Connect. And let me tell you, they are just helpers. Jeff, uh, in, in the early days of being part of Connect, Jeff came to me and he said, you know, I'd really like to help with all of the preparation of the slides that are shown on Sunday mornings. And that's something that from the very beginning of Connect, I've done all of that by myself. And I said, Jeff, that would be such a huge help. So this week he provided almost all of the stuff that you see up on the screen and he just did a wonderful job. And that's an example of the gift of helps. Uh, you've probably seen the shed that's going up out in the parking lot. That's been built by volunteers who just decided that uh, they, they wanted to help. And uh, I, I, just, I just love this. So Ryan Thompson and, and uh, I'm not saying this right. 
Nate Thompson, thank you. Ryan's his brother. Nate Thompson and his wife, Becca, and, and Brian Brackey as well. Uh, they've just been out there working tireless hours. And uh, one day this last week, Nate texted me and said, Pastor Russ, I need some help lifting some things. And I was away from the campus. And I got here about an hour later, and there was his wife, Becca, out there lifting with, with Nate. And, and, and these are people that just love to help. Nobody asked them to build a shed. They just knew that we needed something done. Nate actually went around to different businesses and raised donations so that it wouldn't even cost the church hardly anything. A whole bunch of you gave to furnish the siding. And, and it just helped and, and it's awesome when, when people are functioning in their gifts because now uh, this week, Karen, who's our kids director, was hauling all this stuff that's just been cluttering up the rooms back there. She's hauling it all out to the shed and now we have storage. It's gonna be an incredible blessing. So isn't that awesome? We really should applaud um, and say thank you to people that are functioning in their gifts. Teaching is the third gift that Paul identifies here in this list. And uh, this isn't a hard one to, to define. It's the ability to perceive, analyze, and deliver information so that others will learn, all right? People who have teaching gifts are indispensable to the church. Um, I am always on the lookout for people who have teaching gifts. We've got so many people that work back in our kids' classrooms that have a teaching gift. I'm thankful that I have people that work with me in the area of teaching. Dean has been helping me uh, prepare messages here at, at, at our Bozeman campus. Pastor Bob and Lucas are part of our teaching team. We could use more people who are gifted teachers uh, here at Connect in, in all kinds of areas. Our small group leaders are people who are gifted to teach and this spiritual gift is so important because people need to grow up in their faith. If you were with us two weeks ago when we started this message series, you'll remember uh, the memory verse that I shared with you. I gave you uh, little bookmarks. If you didn't pick up a bookmark, we have more of them. And, and our memory verse that week, some of you have memorized it, says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, how? By renewing your minds, renewing your minds. Information and the delivery of information, the delivery of Bible truth is critically important because we were, we're transformed when we learn and then learning turns into behavioral changes. And that needs to happen back in our kids' classrooms. It needs to happen here. It happens great in great ways in small groups. And so if you are gifted as a teacher and you're aware that your spiritual gift is teaching, please let us know. We need to deploy you into one of those areas for teaching. Uh, I was talking with Cooper and Desiree, who's, who are our small group uh, ministry team leaders, and they were saying we still need lots more facilitators for groups. Facilitators would be the people that lead the groups. Even if you don't have a home you can meet in, we'll find you a meeting place. But we need people with spiritual gifts of teaching to lead groups. So it's not just about teaching kids or teaching here on the main stage. There's lots of places for people with this spiritual gift to teach. One of the people I just want to brag on is Karen Siskoyas. She has a real gift for teaching. And I didn't even know this was one of her spiritual gifts until she came to me about a year ago and she had started volunteering back in the kids' classrooms and she was aware that our kids' ministry could just be so much better. 
So we began brainstorming and she began sharing her ideas with me. And eventually she joined our staff and she has come now to be the kids ministry team leader. And she's making a huge difference. Those of you that have kids that are back there every Sunday, you know that our kids ministry team is killing it with kids. That's maybe the wrong (laughs) verb. I don't know. But they're doing a great job and Karen's organized and she pours over curriculum. I mean, she really, really cares that kids learn and, and, and she's doing such a great job. And we could really use more people who have that kind of a spiritual gift in so many different areas of ministry here at Connect. So if you're one of the people, you've got a, a teaching gift or maybe you've got a teaching degree, you've spent your life teaching, please let us know because we need you to contribute in your gifts to make Connect Church healthy. Give Karen a hand. She's an awesome leader. The next gift is the gift of exhorting. The gift of exhorting. In the, in the New Living Translation that we read, it said it's the gift of encouraging others. Uh, we don't always use the word exhorting in our contemporary English, but here's the definition. The ability to bring out the best in others through encouragement and motivation. The ability to bring out the best in others through encouragement and, and motivation. If you like to take notes, here's my teaching gift coming out. The Greek word for exhortation is a really cool one. It's parakalon, P-A-R-A-K-A-L-O-N. Parakalon. I'm probably not saying that right, but I'm sorry? You betcha. P-A-R-A, para. K-A-L-O-N. So there's two parts of the word. Para, do you know what that means? Around. Around or with, okay? And kalon means a call. And so what this Greek word means is that we are called to be with others. We are called to be with others. This is a spiritual gift. And there are some people that exhibit this gift. They just love to build people up. They love to be companions. They love to encourage and, and, and help people feel good about themselves. This is the, the, um, this is the grease that makes the engine run. Do you know what I mean? We have so many people here at Connect that have this spiritual gift, and it's why Connect Church is such a joyful place is because we've got a bunch of people that just run around encouraging people all the time. My wife is one of the people that has this spiritual gift, and she's awesome. Another person that has this spiritual gift that I adore is Kamiko. She was singing with our band this morning. And those of you that know Kamiko, she's always got encouragement on the tip of her tongue, doesn't she? Every Sunday when I run into Kamiko, she has some sort of an encouragement. Oh, there you are, Kamiko. I love you, Kamiko. You're awesome. And, uh, and Kamiko is always encouraging me in some way. Lately, it's been she, she notices every pound that drops off because of my weight loss challenge. And she's always telling me, Rusty, you look real good. I can tell you're losing weight. Keep going. And she's encouraging me and she's building me up. And, and some of you probably have this gift, and we need you to, to just continue to encourage people. And there's ministry teams that we need you in. We need you in small groups. We need you encouraging our kids. There's so many ways. Um, our parking connectors. 
boy, the people that are, that are working out there, a lot of them have this gift of exhortation or this gift of encouragement. When you, when you come into the parking lot, you know, we don't want a bunch of parking connectors out there that are just saying, you're in the wrong place. You got to move over there. Now, I don't, we might have some of those. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> They're pointing at each other back there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I know these guys. These are guys that, are, that have a spiritual gift of exhortation. So when you, what happens when you come in the parking lot? They're saying, good morning. And they're learning your names. And they're saying, it's great to see you because they have these kinds of gifts. Our greeters that, at, that are at the door, they have this kind of a spiritual gift. And they're just trying to make you feel encouraged and built up. And, and they want you to be encouraged in the Lord. So we love these people here at Connect. And we need everyone who has this spiritual gift to be serving in a place where you can build up the body of Christ. Give our exhorters a big round of applause this morning. The next gift is the gift of giving. The gift of giving. Here's, Here's the definition. The gift of giving is the ability to understand the material needs of others and then meet those needs generously. The ability to understand the material needs of others and then meet those needs generously. Now, this spiritual gift is different than tithing, which is not a spiritual gift, okay? All Christians are called to tithe. In fact, uh, if you study the scriptures carefully about tithing, what you find out is that God says that tithing, which is giving 10%, is actually just returning to God what belongs to him. God says 10% of your income actually belongs to him. And so tithing is when we just return to, to God what, what, what he, he already owns. Giving is a spiritual gift that, that some people have that just go way beyond that 10% and they just love to give. They see a need and they meet it. And this spiritual gift is so important in the church. I remember when Chris and I were first preparing to launch a new church here in the Gallatin Valley and, and we needed to raise money and we didn't know where it was going to come from and we were scared. We just know that God had called us and, and we had this dream and, and we wanted to make it happen, but we needed money. And so we just started sending out letters to everybody that we knew and we sent out hundreds of letters. And there were probably people that just thought we were out of our gourds and threw the letters in the mail. But every once in a while over the next couple of months, we would get Uh, a letter in the mail and there would be a check inside. I'll never forget when we got a a check from a lady in Minnesota and Chris and I had uh, mentored her son for several years when we lived in Great Falls and he had really become a part of our family. We loved on him and we taught him how to lead worship and he's a gifted musician and, and we just invested into his life and in helping him become a follower of Jesus and, and, and a minister for Jesus. And, and his mom was so grateful that when she got our letter, I'm not even sure why we sent her a letter. She was on our, our, our address list. And she sent us a check for $3,000 to help us launch Connect Church. We were blown away. This was a lady that I think we'd only met once or twice, right? Uh, but she saw a need and she said, you know what? I'm going to fund that church because I see that God is, is going to do something great. So she invested $3,000. And some of you are saying, holy smokes, how could somebody give $3,000? That's a lot of money. Let me tell you another story. When we began, uh, when we began 
planning to plant our campus in Great Falls, we went through the same process. We just wanted to get the word out. We have this vision. We want to plant a campus in Great Falls. There's a need in Great Falls. We need more healthy churches. There's so many people that don't know Jesus in the Great Falls community. It had been years since new church plants had been uh, started in Great Falls. We knew there was a need, so we just started raising the vision. There was a business in Great Falls. There is a business in Great Falls uh, that is, is led by Christian men and women. They're CEOs and they're COOs and they're CFOs. I, I mean, they've got close to 1,000 employees. They're all Christians in the leadership of this very successful business. And they're on mission. They believe in church planting. They believe in reaching people who need to reconnect with God. They heard what we were doing. And in 2014, they gave $150,000 to fund the start of our Great Falls campus. $150,000. And this year, they've already given $25,000 to our Great Falls campus, and and they're planning on giving more before the end of the year. Why? Because they have a spiritual gift of giving, all right? You know what's happened? They believed they had a spiritual gift of giving, and they also believed in the principle of tithing. And when they started their business about 10 years ago, they started tithing on the income of their business, not just on their take-home pay, but they started tithing. And they saw every year their, their income begin to double and triple and quadruple. And uh, now to this day, every quarter, they give tens of thousands of dollars to churches and ministries all over the Pacific Northwest, including Connect Church, because they believe in using their spiritual gifts of generosity. So you know what's happened in Great Falls? We've been able to start an incredible ministry, have a beautiful meeting facility, state-of-the-art sound and video systems. They have everything they need, even though the congregation is still just in the starting stages, because somebody was willing to use their spiritual gift of generosity and make it happen for a Great Falls campus. I think that's awesome. And we need everybody. We need everybody who has this spiritual gift to be using it uh, to its fullest capacity. Uh, Leadership is the next gift in the list, and I talked about this last week, so I'm not going to talk about it a lot today. This is a spiritual gift that becomes evident when people start following you. And if you weren't here last week, you can certainly listen to the podcast, and and we're always looking for people who want to be leaders, and, and, and one of Dean's responsibilities here at Connect is to raise up more leaders and to develop leaders. So this is something we're very passionate about. The last gift we're going to talk about this morning is the gift of mercy. The gift of mercy. And this is the ability to feel empathy for others who suffer pain and to act with compassion. This is really a good definition. Let me just say that slowly. It's the ability to feel empathy for people who suffer pain and to act with compassion. Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, who certainly had the spiritual gift of empathy. If you've ever read this this story in in the Gospels, you remember that Jesus said there was this man who was taken by robbers, and there were all these religious people who walked by, one crossed the street, walked on the other side. Uh, the, The religious establishment really didn't have any compassion or empathy for this person who was laying bleeding on the side of the road. And then somebody from another country from another culture, a Samaritan, 
who was despised by the Jews, came along and he found this beaten person bloodied and, 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 and abused and, and took care of him, took him to a hotel, paid for it all himself and, and raised him up. And Jesus said, this is what real faith looks like. Well, this is also, according to Romans 12, this is a spiritual gift. And there are people who have this gift of feeling deeply for the needs and the problems of other people and then they act with compassion. I've noticed just this last week that Jess Gower, you're a person who has a spiritual gift. Why are you shaking your head no? She all... I don't want you to talk about me. Oh, you saw it coming, didn't you? Oh, you have the notes back there. <laughs> uh, Jess Gower also has the gift of snarkiness, and, and so we, we love that around. I, that may be a spiritual gift. It's not in this list, but... Uh, but Jess also has this, this gift of, of mercy. And this last week, we've had um, a, a connector who has had some really serious problems with alcohol. And, um, and Jess has become aware that this person is really, really struggling and suffering deeply. And so she has come alongside him and along with her mom, Kim, and they've taken him out to dinner. They've taken him to the movies. They're helping him find treatment. They're doing everything they can. They're just walking alongside him, investing their lives into his. And I believe that they're going to be able to make a huge difference in this guy's life because they see a need and with great compassion. Many Christians would say, you've got an alcohol problem? Well, you're probably not even saved. And we'd lift our religious robes and walk on by, right? So many, so many Christian people do that. Uh, that that's, how, that's exactly what happened in that story of the Good Samaritan. But connectors like Jess see somebody who's hurting and, and they say, we're going to help. We're going to walk alongside you. We're going to rescue you out of your situation and we're going to make a difference. This is a powerful spiritual gift. And if this is something you see functioning in your life, I hope you will step up here at Connect and use your gift to make a difference in the lives of other people. Let me give you some homework this morning. And then, uh, and then we'll uh, end our service today and give you a chance to visit with some of our leaders. Uh, while we go through homework, those of you that are ministry team leaders, would you go to your tables and get ready? Uh, because I'm hoping that people will come and, and meet you. But the first thing on your homework list this morning is to join a ministry team. Join a ministry team. Last week, I introduced all of our leaders to you, and I, I shared with you what they were looking for in terms of volunteers, and I don't want to take the time to do that this morning. So instead, what we've done is we've made a ministry catalog for all of you, and our ushers are passing those out for you. And what this is, is this has one page for each of our ministries, and it has a description of what we're looking for for our volunteers. And I hope you'll take some time. We're going to end a little bit early this morning. Not very, but we'll end a little bit early. I hope you'll take some time to look through this catalog and really seriously consider where you could serve here at Connect Church and, and become a volunteer in ministry. So that's what that's uh, about. We still need some more parking connectors, people who have that spiritual gift of exhortation. Uh, we need some people to help with kids check-in. Uh, let me tell you, this is one of the needs that we have that's really critical here 
Uh, those of you that are parents with little kids, you know that we really become bottlenecked over here with this check-in system. And we need some people that will help get kids checked in efficiently. We need some volunteers that will help take kids to their classrooms. And we also are looking for somebody that can help monitor the hallway back there uh, as kids are moving around and as parents are, are, are helping their kids or going to their kids, we need somebody in the hall that helps facilitate everything. It's a huge need and we don't have anybody stepping up. So somebody that has that spiritual gift of helping, this would be a great place for you. Or somebody that has the spiritual gift of mercy and compassion, and you can see parents are struggling at that computer there. Uh, we'll train you. You don't have to have computer skills. We just need somebody to help in that ministry area. We need more volunteers helping with kids and teaching kids. Uh, our groups needs help. And, and you see our leaders here, uh, all of them need help. Uh, youth and mission and uh, parking connectors, section hosts, groups, uh, my assistant Pam with office work, Dean with leadership, kids is right here, uh, projection, Jess is, is the leader there, and, and Scott is looking for people to help with lights and with sound, and prayer ministry, Linda. So I hope you'll look through that ministry catalog and consider how you can help. And then number two, I want to challenge you to give generously. If you have this spiritual gift, would you give generously? I wasn't planning on sharing this with you, but I, I'm so excited about this. I'm just going to tell you what we're going to do in December. We love to give in, in December, and, and we've got a number of different mission projects, but this year we're going to do something uh, new for the first time. You're going to get such a kick out of this, and I think it's going to be a very emotional Sunday. We're going to do a reverse offering for needy families in our community a reverse offering. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take some money out of our general fund and we're going to put it in our offering baskets as seed money. And then what we're going to ask all of you to do is to come with cash that Sunday. And if you're able to give to needy families, put money in the offering baskets. And then if people come who have needs at Christmas time and, and they can't afford to give, but actually it's too short for them, we're going to ask them to take out of the offering basket that morning. And we're going to pass the baskets around. I'm already getting emotional because we're going to do something really special for people this Christmas. And some of you who have the gift of giving, you're going to get such a kick out of seeing people leave after being blessed at Christmas time. So um, that's just a little preview of something that's coming. It's going to be pretty exciting. Ah, I lost my train of thought. What's the last one? Share with, oh, I want you to share some info with us, all right? Would you grab your connection card? Uh, Pam changed your connection cards up this week, and would you just grab those? I hope you filled it out uh, already this morning, but on the back, there's two new questions, and we're asking you what your occupation is, and we're asking you what your skills, talents, and hobbies are. And the reason we're asking that is because we get phone calls all the time. People call and they say, Pastor Russ, do we have a plumber at Connect Church? I need a plumber and I don't know who to call. And it would be so great if we could look in our database and see, oh, yeah, this person's a plumber. Or Pastor Russ, is there a lawyer that attends Connect Church? Or Pastor Russ, who should I go for a doctor? We would love to have your occupation in our database so that we can refer people to you. And we're not asking you to give your services away. We just would like 
to be able to tell people uh, where to go for service when they need it in our community. So if you don't mind sharing that with us, that would be great. And then with talent, skills, and hobbies, if there are things you love to do that you could potentially uh, be used for in ministry, for example, uh, Pam ordered tablecloths for all of these tables this week, and they came and they don't fit. So we need somebody with sewing ability that could just modify them slightly so the tablecloths will fit the tables, right? Wouldn't be a big job, but if we had in our database that there's people that love to sew, um, then we could look up and we could call you up and say, would you be up for this project? No obligation. We're not asking you to volunteer for anything. We just know, want to know what you love to do so that when there's a need, we can find your information. We never, we guard our information very, very carefully. We never sell this stuff to solicitors. Your, your information isn't going to go out to, you know, whoever, uh, like it does with Facebook or whatever, you know. So uh, I want you to know your information is secure. But if you wouldn't mind us calling on you once in a while when there's needs in our congregation, put that stuff on your connection cards and, and we'll see what God does. And that might be just a simple way for you to use your gifts in ministry. All right? There's your homework. Join a team, give generously, share that information with us. We're gonna pray, and I hope that you'll meet some of our leaders and join the ministry team if you haven't already. If you're already on a ministry team, from my heart to yours, thank you for serving. Uh, we couldn't do Connect Church without our army of volunteers, and we literally have an army of volunteers. So thank you, God bless you. And for those of you that haven't yet joined a team, would you seriously, seriously consider it? We need you at Connect. Would you join me in prayer? And then we'll uh, dismiss for today. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving gifts to your church. You've given us leadership gifts that serve really well and lead teams well. But today, Lord, I want to say thank you for all the people that serve behind the scenes. Every person at Connect Church that says an encouraging word. Every person at Connect Church that mops a floor and cleans a toilet and does stuff that is never noticed. Thank you for the people that go grocery shopping. Thank you for the people, Lord, that, that just work diligently behind the scenes and never ask for a thank you. Lord, we just want to ask that you will bless them. And as many more today step up into ministry, I pray, Lord, that you will help us to wisely choose a team where we can invest our spiritual gifts. And I pray that you will help us to build up the body of Christ to full maturity. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray, amen.